Welcome to There She Glows podcast, your go-to podcast for all things mindset, manifestation, wellness, and personal development. Hosted by your friend, Becca Nichols, mindset and life transformation coach, entrepreneur, and your favorite spiritual guru. This podcast is a safe space for you to listen, learn, and grow, and is designed to give you the tools you need to create a life that feels good and is beyond your wildest dreams. Tune in every week to awaken your potential and start glowing from the inside out. Ready to dive in? Let's glow. It's podcast time. It's podcast time. Uh, (laughs) You know, you gotta get the hand going. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. Today we have on Miss Michaela Marie. Michaela is a 23-year-old fellow Canadian girly. She is a personal trainer and full-time fitness influencer and content creator that you already know and love from your TikTok for you page. She is our internet bestie, the queen of TikTok, and everyone's favorite gym partner. Welcome to the podcast, Michaela. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, round of applause for our guest. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Had to start off strong. <laughs> are we going to get through this? I don't think we are. I think we're just going to laugh the whole time. I know. It's it's going to be – it'll be fine. I'm so excited, but I'm extremely nervous, as I already told Beck before. I was like, I'm kind of losing it right now, but it's fine. Tell everyone this is your, your podcast virginity is being taken. This is my podcast virginity. Beck is like swooping in and stealing it. Truly. I feel good about it. And I am honored and humbled to share that Michaela is a podcast listener. So she already knows what's coming her way right now. A rapid fire question. So oh, I'm ready. I'm actually so curious about this. Tell us your sun, moon and rising. So I'm a sun in Pisces. Are we surprised? I'm I'm just wondering. I don't think so. Um, I'm a moon in Leo. <gasps> That's my moon as well. Yeah. Okay. We love that. We love Leos. Um, and then my ascending is Cancer. Wow. She's a mm-hmm. powerful queen. Your go-to cafe order. So I'm a huge iced coffee girly. So I normally will get a iced oat milk latte with sugar-free vanilla, but it doesn't have to be sugar-free. Like I'm not set on right. sugar-free because like we don't restrict up in here, but it's just, I don't know. It just happens. It just comes out that way. I'm like sugar-free vanilla, please. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? Your daily non-negotiable. Um, you know what? It's going to have to be my nice little fancy dancy ice roll in the morning with my greens every single day. It is such a luxury experience. Mm-hmm. Every single morning. I don't care where I am. The ice roller and the greens comes with me at all times. Nothing like no ifs, ands, or buts. In a committed relationship with your ice roller. Yep. Truly. Mm. And one word to describe this season of your life. Oh God. Okay. We're going to get deep real quick here. <laughs> It's not really just one, it's both it's two. Yes, <laughs> it's two. Um, it would have to be growth and yes. gratitude. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like this year, well, within the past six months, I have my life has changed so much, like the most it has ever changed within the past six months. Like I graduated university, which is crazy. I got into a breakup, which was obviously kind of took my life for a spin. 
And then I also, you know, was traveling a bunch. My social media started taking off. I was getting all these crazy sponsorship opportunities while transitioning into living all by myself and no longer having, you know, that person, like my support system. So it's been like a wild ride, but I'm so grateful that I am like presently like where I am today and presently here. I love those words. And I feel like not only does it perfectly encapsulate your year, but it also really sets the tone for all we're going to be talking about on the podcast today, because we are getting deep. We are getting to know our girl better. We are spilling all the tea and I am just so excited to have you on the podcast. I need to get over like the initial shock that you are here and that I'm looking at you like the woman was too stunned to speak that you said stop yes. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you stop. Stop it. No, babes. No, no, no. <laughs> but I know that we are going to have so much fun. And for those of you who may not know Michaela, she is a full-time fitness influencer on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And Within this year, you started to share more about yourself and the challenges that you face throughout your life that have made you into the person that you are today. And I am so grateful that you made it so clear that you really wanted to open up to us today and share more of your story. So I really want to give you that opportunity to share more about your upbringing and all that you've overcome to become the woman that stands before us today. And I just feel so blessed and grateful that you feel comfortable enough to share that on this podcast. Well, thank you for creating such a safe space for me to talk about, you know, my upbringing. And I will say just as like trigger warnings and whatnot, um, I know for me, like I have a hard time with like reading books or listening to podcasts. So just to like put it out there, um, you know, in terms of like physical, emotional, mental abuse, um, child malnutrition, um, depression, anxiety, drugs and alcohol, just in case you're, you know, sensitive to any of those things, I will be kind of diving into that. So if that's something that kind of, you know, can send you for a loop, I would maybe (laughs) respectfully skip over some parts. Tune in next Thursday. Next Thursday, Queens. (laughs) Yes. I guess just starting with like being in the light of social media is hard because people typically look at you and they create this idea of you judging by like what they see, which is very normal. You know, like when I see somebody on social media, I'm like, oh my God, their life looks so perfect. Like we just, it's not even intentional. It's just like we automatically view them as like this perfect person who has all these really cool things. And, you know, a lot of times it's just like not the case. Like we all go through hardships. We've all struggled to some degree. And I just think it's important to make it known, especially to my audience. You know, if you're a fellow follower of mine, I know that one of the main things that I get in my DMs is like, how do you afford everything? Like you are so lucky that you have like help. Like people just assume these things. Like they assume that you have help from your family and that you have this perfect life. And it's just like, it's one of those things that it's not like, it doesn't like rub me the wrong way, but it's just like, but you don't, you don't know, right? But of course, it's what I display on social media. I choose to show you the aesthetic, like luxurious things that I own and like the really high points of my life. And I've really tried 
over this past year, especially with going through my recent breakup to really just explain and show that I, you know, it's not just all aesthetic and perfect vibes all the time. Like social media truly is a highlight reel. So, you know, we show you what we think is aesthetic and what you would want to see, but I have been really trying to make an effort to get a little bit deeper with my audience because I do have an amazing audience, but it can be a little a little tricky because you know, everybody has opinions and especially with some of the things that I had to deal with growing up and things that I went through, it's kind of just hard to talk about. So yeah, with that being said, I was taken from my biological mom when I was seven and that kind of all transpired due to the abuse of drugs and alcohol. So there's six of us kids from my mom's side and me being the oldest out of the six throughout being raised by my mom. It was only really me and my two sisters and my one brother. And we literally like I am going to be so raw and honest with you guys. Like we lived in the dirtiest, smallest apartments that you could possibly think of like straight up ratchet okay I come from the ratch okay like I'm I like don't even know how else to put it um and also I will just say my like coping mechanism for just everything sometimes I make jokes out of things that's just how I am so please don't be like um what's her problem (laughs) like it's just it's just how I cope anyways so yeah we quite literally lived in just the smallest, dirtiest apartments. And, you know, my mom was not really around much. She would literally leave us for days, sometimes like two or three days at a time. And me being the oldest, I took on this maternal parental role at a really young age. So I was taking care of my siblings and it was tough because I, you know, I didn't know, really understand as to what she was doing, but there was always like, she was bringing home like really sketchy people. And there was a lot of physical and mental abuse towards us and her. And, you know, I've seen a lot of like physical abuse and it kind of just got to the point where I was just used to not having her around. And when she was home, she was sleeping. So I was always, you know, again, taking on that maternal role. It kind of just forced me to grow up really fast. We'd moved constantly all the time. We were moving every few months. My mom didn't work. She didn't have a job. It was like we were constantly moving, constantly getting kicked out of where we were living. We never had food. And I remember one time we literally ate raw potatoes because we had no food in our house. And in terms of like clothing and whatnot, like we always had hand-me-downs. Whenever we got clothes, it was from the women's shelter or like food. It was from the food bank. Like we literally were in poverty, if that's how you (laughs) use that word. We were living in poverty. So Yeah. And I didn't really talk to my dad at the time. My dad didn't really know where I was. I didn't have much communication with him. So yeah, just due to all of that chaos and just like the malnutrition and the abuse, we did eventually get taken away from her when I was, I want to say it was like probably six or seven. And we did end up going to foster care and my siblings were split up. So I was separated from my siblings. So my three siblings who I was living with were in a separate foster care. And then I was in 
a different one. And that was due to my dad wanting to get custody of me. And they just didn't think for some reason, because the system was absolutely botched back then. And it still is. There's still so many holes within the foster care system. And they just didn't see that it was appropriate that I stayed with my siblings since I was eventually going to live with my dad and they were having to stay in foster care. But luckily they were with an amazing foster family and there were other foster kids, but they were all very like family vibes, very close. And the ones that I was in, not really the case. Definitely traumatized from a few of them, but it, you know, it is, it is what it is. Eventually my dad did get custody of me. I think it was probably like an, a year of being in and out of foster care. Once my dad got custody of me, I no longer was seeing my mom just because she was heavily invested into drugs and alcohol. That's kind of when things really went sideways. She just got all of her kids taken away from her. She's depressed. You know, that was extremely hard for me because I was a mama's girl. Like I only knew her, you know? Yeah. Once my dad took me in, him and my stepmom, they eventually split up. It was probably, yeah, about five years of me living with them. But my stepmom and I never had like a great relationship at all. I had felt very like, oh, I didn't come from her. So she's not my mom kind of vibes, you know? And I still got to see my siblings on the weekends because they were still in the same foster home. Then eventually my siblings actually got adopted. So I had another two siblings come along and we all have different dads also, by the way. So my siblings being like taken in by their dads just wasn't an option. Like we, all six of us have different dads. So they don't know any of their fathers. My four siblings had got put up for adoption by this amazing family. They are just the most wonderful people. I just, I can't, it literally brings tears to my eyes even just thinking about it. They were so blessed to be able to get taken all together by this family and they couldn't have kids of their own. So um, my one sister, she is the second oldest. She was 12 at the time. So you can imagine like that's probably hard for a 12-year-old finally being adopted, but it's such an odd age because it's like you're now having to form a new relationship with like this family that you don't know. So they took them in when they were like fully grown, except for my young, my two youngest siblings. And then I will say my one brother who I had been growing up with when I was young, when we lived with my biological mom, his dad took him in as well. So yeah, him and I are the only ones who live with their dads. And then my other four are in with this adopted family. It was probably the best thing that had ever happened to me. It was I was so happy and appreciative that they finally got, you know, to have that family after everything that they had been through. And I will say this week's been tough because we recently found out that their adopted mom just got diagnosed with glioblastoma cancer. And I posted it on my Instagram story because I was like, oh my gosh, like they have a GoFundMe. And I, so you might've seen it if you are a fellow follower. And yeah, she was given 18 months to live. So absolutely just broke my heart because they are the most amazing people. It broke my heart for my siblings because I'm like, you finally get this family. And then take your time. You finally, you know, get accepted by this family and everything just seems perfect again. You know, you seem like you actually like fit so seamlessly together. You build this family together. And then the one person that you 
you know, have grown to love. She's getting taken away from you. It breaks my heart, but you know, they're so strong and they're doing everything that they can to just be there for her and raise money for just research to go towards glioblastoma because there is no cure for it. It's been a tough week, but all we can do is stay strong for them. And I'm just happy that their mom is still with us and that they're able to still spend time with her and just live every day to its fullest. So, but anyways, so kind of backtracking a little bit. Once, yeah, my siblings got adopted, everything was beautiful. My parents split and that was really tough because I didn't have a solid relationship with my stepmom. And my dad actually started getting into drugs and alcohol because he just lost the love of his life. He was heartbroken. Um, and, you know, it he couldn't take care of me. So we had to have the conversation of, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You're going to have to get a job eventually. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to be there for you all the time, but, you know, I'll do what I can and you're going to have to, you're going to have to grow up essentially was the talk that we had. That was hard because I wanted a relationship with my stepmom so bad. I just, I didn't know how to let her in, in a way that, you know, like that mother-daughter relationship that you see most people have with their moms. Like I didn't know how to have that with her. So yeah, it was hard because her and I didn't have the best relationship. She was watching me essentially because I had nowhere else to go. My dad didn't want me to go back to foster care. And kind of things went sideways with that. It was really messy growing up. My parents always fighting. Um, and me just basically feeling never like at home. I never felt like I had that solid connection with her as much as she is an amazing woman. Like she took me in, she put a roof over my head and she put food in my stomach and that's all I can be grateful for. But at the end of the day, like I wasn't her child and that's just how I kept looking at it. So I always just really separated myself from my two brothers who also lived with my stepmom. My dad and my stepmom had one kid and then my stepmom had a kid when she met my dad. So always felt a little disconnected because there was blood running through the family and I was the odd one out because my dad wasn't really around. I really had to just be independent. I won't lie, I did get the short end of the stick a lot. I was the first one to get a job. If I wanted something, I had to pay for it. If I wanted a phone, if I wanted clothes, if I wanted anything, like I had to pay for it. So I got my first job when I was like 14. And then I actually ended up breaking my back. And this is kind of what all leads into today and like why I am the way that I am. I broke my back quadding. So an ATV accident. I was going up a hill and I stood up and hit neutral. And the quad started rolling back and I like cranked the handlebars to fall up the hill and it grabbed me by my chest protector and I like flipped with the quad. And yeah, I ended up breaking my L1, L2 and compressing my L3 and almost lost my ability to walk, which was incredibly scary because as soon as it happened, I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. I was extremely confused. I didn't even cry. I was like, I don't know what just happened. Um, but my, I took a tumble and my brain, it feels so rattled. (laughs) 
Like, I remember actually feeling like my brain was like shaking inside. I was like, I feel like my head is spinning, but I was really just super concussed. Um, <laughs> I was wearing a helmet and everything as well. Like I was fully geared. It was a little, it was a little crazy. So I ended up getting airlifted out. After a few days in the hospital, I ended up regaining feeling in my toes. And it was because the back brace that they put on me, it relieved the pressure from the third lumbar that was compressing onto my L2. So it was hitting a nerve and it ended up decompressing by itself, which was beautiful because if I would have had to get surgery, I probably would not have. I had a high chance of not being able to walk. So it was just... Yes, it was a miracle. We loved it. I didn't really know what was going on. I was high on morphine the whole time. So I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens, dogs. But yeah, we got, we were very lucky in that sense. And to be honest, that's when my relationship with my stepmom, we got very close because, you know, again, my dad was still invested into bad things. I hadn't talked to my biological mom in like five years. Like I, I didn't know where she was or what was going on. So yeah, my stepmom took time off work to take care of me. She like helped me relearn how to walk. She was there with me every single day. That really blossomed our relationship, I think. Going through that with her, I don't know anybody else who would have who would have done that for me at the time. So grateful and blessed to have had her by my side each day, looking after me, helping me go to the bathroom. Like I couldn't do anything by myself. I couldn't sneeze without her like helping me. Like it was, it was bad. So after that, and I got better, obviously I was like hitting puberty, getting my period. And I was just basically a raging teenager and <laughs> like raging teenager, all I did was work. I couldn't participate in sports due to my back. So I worked while all my friends played sports. And that was probably the toughest thing on me throughout high school was that I couldn't participate in any of that. So I actually turned to the gym and that's when I started weightlifting and working out because it was the only thing I was allowed to do. And, you know, I will say I was like throughout this time, I was also blessed with an amazing friend group growing up, like the people who were there for me when I broke my back and the friends that I had in high school were so amazing. And their parents took me in and treated me like I was one of their own. Like I was never home. I was always at my friend's house. I was always sleeping over there. It was just hard because I was always working. So making new connections with friends was really challenging for me because I didn't really go out and drink much when I was young. Like the party phase that you go through, I I had it, but like not a lot, you know? I was very much independent. I grew up extremely fast and I just, yeah, I didn't see the point. I was like, I have to work. Like I gotta, if I wanna graduate and get a grad dress and look good at grad, like I need to be working. And I also just got my license and I got a little $500 Sunfire beater car. And I just like, in order to do all the things, like have a car, have a license, look at a grad, like I had to be working and I knew that I had to save to go to university because I knew I wanted to do that. I think one of the boldest memories that still sits in the front of my head today, two of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, still to this day, even though I, you know, I'm not as close with them, they, and the, their parents 
they bought my grad dress for me just one day. Like I was going to sell my car because I was like, oh, my grad dress was like 500 bucks. And I'm like, you know, I don't need a car. I can just bus. Like I've been busing my whole life. Like I never, you know, that was another thing. I got real close with the transit station (laughs) in my hometown. I knew all the bus drivers and they would let me on for free. Like quite literally, they would let me on for free because they knew I would talk to them all the time. Anyways, so I was like, I'm just going to screw it. I'm going to sell my car. I don't mind taking the bus. It sucks, but it is what it is. And yeah, I just remember my two friends and their families, they came together and they bought my grad dress for me and they bought my hair and my nails. And it was just, I don't want to cry. It was the most wholesome thing ever. And I had to pay for my school fees. I had to pay for my grad fees. I had my grad pictures, anything, like anything of that sort I had to pay for. If I wanted to get a haircut, any kind of maintenance, like tampons, like I had to pay for that stuff growing up. Like I didn't have a mom or a dad to buy those things for me. And you know, if anything, it came to me helping my dad out. Like I remember giving him cash all the time and same with my biological mom. It was always me sending my parents money or giving my parents money. It was never the other way around. So yeah, I just, it, it it's just one of those things that still to this day, I think about so often and I'm just so grateful that I was surrounded by the people that I was surrounded with when I was younger. And I know that I like was raised that way independently, like basically raising myself for a reason. And I know that I would not be where I am today if I didn't go through those things. And I'm just so appreciative that I did go through them and that I had my stepmom, even though we didn't have a great relationship. And I feel as though, you know, I wasn't treated the best and I did get the short end of the stick. I'm still so grateful that. I had a roof over my head and that I didn't have to grow up in foster care. Um, But honestly, if I'm being real, I probably would have lived with my siblings and their beautiful adopted family if that was the case, because I won't lie, like I considered it. I considered going with them, but I had already created such a life in my hometown. I had my friends. I had my dad that I would see here and there and ended up being a daddy's girl. So I was just like, I can't, I can't leave. From there, I worked in a gym for five years, and that's when fitness really kind of stole the stage. I absolutely loved it, and I knew that that was what I wanted to do with my life, like something fitness-wise. So grade 11, grade 12, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my degree in kinesiology. I freaking love sports. I would love to travel with a sports team someday or become a dietitian. Those were my two goals in life was to either travel with a famous sports team and be their physiotherapist or to become a dietitian or a holistic like naturopath type thing and open up my own clinic. So those were my intentions. And then obviously, um, the universe had different plan for you. Yes. Yes. So I busted my ass. I worked three jobs. Grade 11 and 12, I just worked at the the gym. And then I also worked at Winners and HomeSense, which I know you know, all my Canadian girlies. And then yeah, once I graduated, I went to university in my hometown in Kamloops at TRU for two years. And that's when I worked three jobs. I was a support worker. So I did night shifts, support working for kids who were in foster care, essentially. They were in homes and they 
you know, their parents gave up on them. So I worked a lot with those kids. And then I also worked at Lululemon and I worked at the gym. So I was a full-time student. I had no time to go out and party or do anything like that. It was I was always working. So, and then I ended up getting a big scholarship. I just applied for it and I to come to Kelowna because I studied at UBCO. Um, and that's where I got my degree from. And yeah, I just applied for the scholarship. It was like, tell us why you think you deserve the scholarship. So I was like, "Mm, all right, let me just put my whole life story on you and explain to you why I deserve this. (laughs) I ended up winning and it paid for my entire undergrad degree. I got money. Yeah. Paid for my rent, my tuition everything. So I only had to take out student loans my first two years. And I was a little dumb with my student, I won't lie, because I finally had this lump sum of money. And I was like, oh, baby, like, what can I get? <laughs> like, I went through and I was working. So yeah, you know, it was like, I kind of like did the government a little dirty, but I was working three jobs. I didn't need student loans. I could pay for my tuition on my own, but I was like, you know what? I'm doing it because I can. So that was a little bit of a mistake. Please don't do that. Please learn from me. Okay. (laughs) And then I just recently graduated. Obviously a lot happened in between there, but that's kind of like my upbringing though, the upbringing portion. I have never been so thankful to myself that I don't utilize the video portion of my podcast recordings because everyone would have had to watch me wiping my tears away. I genuinely want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your story and your willingness to be so open and vulnerable. You have lived through so much and none of which you deserved and you continually figured out how to push through and how to persevere and that is the definition of strength and of resilience. And I just hope and pray that you are so proud of yourself for the person that you are and the life that you've created for yourself because you took control of yourself and you gave yourself a chance at a wonderful life, even when your external circumstances were working against you. And I think Too often I see people assume that because of the way that someone looks, because of the way that someone lives, the career that they have, whatever it may be, that they come from money or that they have a perfect life. And surprise, that is not always the case. And so I think it's so important to check ourselves and to resist the urge to judge someone based on what you see on the outside or what you perceive without knowing their full situation because you may not even be able to guess a fraction of what this person has been through. And this is a prime example of that. 100%. Like, no, you don't. Like, people will listen to this and be like, what? Like, when I went on my story, I think like, Quite a few months ago, when I, I think it was before my breakup, and I kind of had talked about it, people were shocked. Like in my DMs, absolutely like, what in the shit? Like I would have, would have never guessed. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, like people really do put out what they want you to see. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you do not have to be incredibly open on your social media. It's like your, it's your platform. It's yeah. your page. Like you can do 
what you want. You can choose to show what you want. And I think with me and my audience, because I was blessed with the most amazing audience known to mankind, I swear to God, I choose to open up about, you know, not as much as I used to. I have created a lot of boundaries, but I do choose to open up about a lot of it because I know that there are so many people out there who can relate. Like my mental health is stemmed from a lot of like my childhood, like my depression and my anxiety and my ADHD and growing up with FAS, you know, fetal alcohol syndrome, if you don't know what that is, you know, having trouble in school, like having that not the perfect family life, you know, going through foster care and then like being independent and raising myself and always working all the time. Like people respect when you talk about those things, but you're always going to have haters and you're always going to have people question you. And I think I only ever got one backhanded comment on like when I was kind of opening up about my story and that one comment threw me for a loop. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just not, I'm not gonna, it just completely like shook me the wrong way. And I'm really good at like tuning that kind of stuff out. I'm really good. Like I have thick skin. You can say just about anything to me and I'll be like, okay, like what's it to you? It's fine. Like it is what it is. And it just comes with like being on social media. You get to a point where you really start to develop thick skin, but that one cut so deep that I decided to kind of start setting boundaries for myself and taking a little bit of a step back. So being able to share my story on this platform is just, it's an amazing opportunity and I feel way more comfortable than I thought that I would. And I just, I'm just so appreciative that I'm here. I am so appreciative and I have such respect for you and your ability and willingness to share your story on your terms. I am so happy that you were able to do it in your own divine timing and in a space where you feel truly comfortable and it's beyond rewarding to know and to hear that I've cultivated a space that allows people to share even the most difficult of stories. And I want to thank you again for opening your heart to us because I know that must have been so difficult for you. And I hope thank you. not only does this allow people to know and understand you on a deeper level and build a greater sense of community, but I also hope that this can serve as inspiration to anyone that may be struggling with their own experiences. No matter how dark your past is, If you are trying to move out of that space and cultivate a better life for yourself, please know that it is possible for you and your past does not have to define you. And I hope that Michaela's story inspired you to believe that that's true and that a better life is possible for you beyond the darkness that you may be struggling with right now that you may be struggling to heal from. I also think it's such a prime example of the universe having a bigger plan for us that sometimes is just beyond our wildest dreams or imagination because to hear your goals of traveling with a sports team and being a dietitian versus where you are now. And if any of you are behind on the times, first of all, if you don't have TikTok, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) You're missing out, but yes, it's been such a pleasure to watch you grow and you have built a community on TikTok of over 575,000 people. 
So I would love to hear your decision to fully pursue social media and how TikTok specifically has changed your life and allowed you to be a full-time influencer and personal trainer. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I think, you know, okay, obviously I started Instagram first and I had always known that I wanted to be like, I hate the, I hate the word influencer, but I always wanted to be an influencer. I always wanted to create content. I think like just starting my Instagram page and being like, you know, I'm just going to put my fitness journey on full display, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. And as soon as I kind of like TikTok started becoming like a big thing um, and I started posting more on there, I realized, you know, how inspiring it was to a lot of people. It kind of just like took over my last two years of school. So it'll be two years since starting my Instagram page. And then I started TikTok a year ago. It was like one of those things that I was like, you know what? I love doing this. I feel like I'm growing, which is crazy. I never ever once started it with the intention of growing a huge audience at all. I literally did it just to like put my life out there, kind of make like a little social media diary, whoever it resonated with, beautiful. And then, yeah, I started getting like- Here we are. Here we are. And I, it's, it's still a dream pinch me. I still can't believe I'm living this dream, but- once I was like a whole year into social media. So I, I want to say last year, I told myself in the summer, I was like, okay, you know what? I love doing this. I live and breathe content creation. This is like the best thing ever. And when Gymshark sent me my first ever like free couple of outfits, I was like, yep, yep. They, they, like, they noticed me. I think that I could eventually do this full time. Like I feel like I could be really successful with this if I really just put in the time and the work. So I got ahead of my studies. I worked day and night to get good grades while also putting out content. And it obviously paid off because yeah, by the time I was ready to graduate, I think I had in April, like I can't even, no, it was just shy of 100K. I remember because I told myself, I was like, oh my God, it's just like, once I reach 100K on or on TikTok, that would be so cool. Like, I feel like I would, I feel like I could really, you know, do something there. Like, I feel like brands will start to recognize me. And that was the main thing. It was never about numbers. It was more so about like these big brands that I loved so much, like to recognize me. So yeah, once that happened and I started growing on TikTok, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am going to, you know, I just got into a breakup. My mental health was complete shit. I decided to just completely focus on putting all my time and energy into social media. And that's what I did. And it took off. And that's when I started landing all these crazy sponsorships. And that was hard because they were all coming at a time that I was like at my lowest. So it was so hard to be excited about my dreams literally coming true when I was at the worst of the worst, like literally rock bottom. <laughs> like I was living alone in my apartment that my boyfriend and I had gotten together. We had furnished it together and I was there sitting in it empty all by myself trying to figure out how to deal with my loneliness, but also kind of try to realize that like this is exactly where you're supposed to be just trying to thrive in this moment of being alone and putting all my time and energy into social media, creating my coaching business, which has been a huge milestone in itself for me because I 
literally get emotional talking about this. It is the most amazing job to be able to watch and be alongside plenty of women, even just like through TikTok and doing what I do on there, but being alongside their fitness journeys and watching them grow. It's just the most amazing feeling ever. Like I still each day wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I do this for a living. Like this is absolutely crazy. And then obviously content creation comes with it. Like my business and my content creation, they go hand in hand. Like I would not have been able to start my coaching business without my social media platforms. So that's what inspired me to do that. I I loved being able to put content out for people. I saw the way that it was impacting people and I wanted to continue to do that. So I'm so happy I stuck with it. I'm so happy you did as well. And I'm so glad that you called this conversation forward surrounding being alone, because I think it's so important to speak on the fact that so many of us are so fearful around the idea of being single and being alone. But what I love to see from you is that you're really focusing on your relationship with yourself. You've connected to your purpose. You're building your empire while being single. And I trust that someone who is truly worthy of being invited into that will walk into your life in that divine timing. And I think it's really important to take back that narrative around this beautiful season of your life because it can be so empowering and it can be so much fun. So I just wanted to speak on that, but shifting to social media again, I think Michaela is such an incredible person to follow because I really love the community that you've built and the niche that you have. You really walk people through your workouts and break it down in such a non-threatening way for someone who may feel intimidated or unmotivated or lost in their fitness journey. I would always recommend to people screenshotting exercises, going into the gym as prepared as you can so that you can reduce some of that anxiety. But with your profile, you are like the partner that you can take with you to the gym because you just break it down in such a lovely way for people. And I think that is just so special. I love that you do that. Just speaking on being on social media in general, I know so many people have interest in being an influencer and there's such stigma surrounding it still. I know that you even said that you hate using the word influencer. I just want to hit us with some facts here really quickly. The influencer market is a $16.4 billion industry and it's only growing. So like this is a thriving, alive and well industry that is very real, nothing to be ashamed of. And if you are someone who is called to be a social media personnel, you want to show up on social media, you want to be an influencer, absolutely no shame in that game. In fact, it's a thriving and very abundant and wealthy line of work. So Michaela, I would love to have you speak on all of our girlies who are desiring to start on social media. Any advice that you have for them? I'm sure this is a question you get a lot. It's one of those things that like, like you said, you put it perfectly. Like there is stigma towards being like a content creator and influencer. Because again, people look at you and they say, oh my God, you don't even work. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, it's a lot of work. And I will say it is privilege to, you know, be on social media because there's so many people who don't have access to that, obviously, you know, but it's one of those things that people are going to judge you no matter what. And I think my main thing like with getting started on social media is you can never prepare yourself for it, but 
I would say like you just you have to start. There's always going to be people tearing you down in some way. Somebody's always going to be judging you. They're always going to be looking at you weird. Like you're going to have someone who is going to try to tear you down in the process. But if you're passionate about it and it's something that you can genuinely see yourself doing, or even if you just want to start it, just to start it and be like, you know what, screw it. If it pops off, it pops off. But you know, I think my main tip would be to just be yourself. I think when I started social media, it was like I would look at these influencers and I'd be like, oh my God, I need to be like them. I need to do what they're doing. But it's like as soon as I started being myself is when people started, you know, coming to my page and being like, I like how different you are. I like how, you know, obviously I, you're constantly being compared all the time. People will always comment and compare you to people and say that you're not as good as someone. But at the end of the day, like make it your own, do something unique, do something different from what other people are doing. And I think, you know, anybody can do social media. You don't have to be a specific person, but I will say it is a privilege to be able to do it as a job. And I'm grateful every single day that I get to do it as a job. So, you know, I just think that if it's something you want to do, you you just got to you got to do it. There's no handbook like you said to starting social media. It's like you got to raw dog it and be like, "You know what? I'm going for it. I'm just going to do it." Another thing that I would suggest is asking yourself like, "What? Like how can my content be different from other people who are also in my niche?" Because so many people do the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people will look at what somebody else is doing and be like, oh, you know, it worked really well for them. So I'm going to also do that. And like, that's just not always the case. Like it can work for a little while for sure, but it's always good to put your own spin on it. That's what people are drawn to. People like different, like they don't like watching the same thing all the time. And you know, when I started walking people through workouts, nobody did that. Literally nobody did that. Like I, people were doing mic'd ups but they weren't like walking people through workouts. And I loved the idea of a mic up. Yeah. When I started walking people through workouts, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start doing it because when I was younger and I started going through, you know, my fitness journey and learning how to do exercises, yes, there was YouTube, but not a lot of resources on how to instill now. Like there's not a lot of resources on how to do things specifically without paying someone to do it. And coming from my upbringing and not having the money, you know, always to do things like that, to participate in sports and along those lines, it was important to me that I was delivering value to my audience, the people who took the time out of their day to watch my content. I wanted to bring value to them. I'd always get questions and like, oh my God, I'm a beginner. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to niche down a little bit and just solely focus on beginners in the gym and obviously it's been paying off. Best decision. And I never ever looked at it in a way where I was like strategically planning like things like, no, I kind of just told myself like, I want to target, I want to change my target audience a little bit and focus on the beginners in the gym because I was once there. It's terrifying to walk into a gym and not know how to use the machines and not know what you're doing. It's like, it's the worst feeling. Even going to a new gym. For sure. And you're like, where... I don't know where I am. Yeah, Lost. it's important to me that I can like put out the real and the raw of like when I went to my new gym, I did not know how to work 
half the equipment in that gym. And I was like, I did it to be funny, to be honest. Like I videoed it to be funny because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to set up my camera and take my TikTok with me because I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And this is so normal to walk into a gym and not know what the hell that you're doing. You know, it's when people comment and they're like, oh my God, for free. It's like, well, yeah, like I genuinely, I want people to like know this information. I don't know. It's, it's, I always had wished that I had that when I started in the gym. So it's just important, I guess, to me to be able to provide that with people. So yeah, if you're starting social media, like think of something that you can do that could bring value to your audience that nobody else does because that is what people cling on to. They don't want somebody who does the same thing as like multiple other influencers. And it's normal to get inspiration from people. I do it literally all the time. Like Libby and Sydney Adams are my freaking, I love them so much. Like And Whitney, Whitney for like mental health, especially within this past couple of years. Oh my gosh, like just a light. Those are three beautiful examples. And I think what you said, it's so beautiful because number one, being yourself at the end of the day, there are going to be so many people doing the same career, whether that be a doctor, whether that be an influencer, whether that be a real estate agent, but you are going to be drawn to the person that you feel most connected to based on their personality based on their past, based on whatever it may be, right? So being yourself allows people the opportunity to judge you. And when they judge you, they can either decide if they like you or if they don't like you. And that's so great because you get to have your page be filled with all of these people who have decided that they like you and they want to support you based on you showing your true self. And I think you having that really strong why of like, I want to help people and I want to help beginners because it's something that I wish that I had. That would be one of my biggest pieces of advice. Just really sit down and ask yourself like why you want to do the thing that you want to do and allow that to guide you through challenging moments, through those moments where you feel so cringe setting up your tripod in the gym. Just think of those people who you're really trying to help in the community you're wanting to build and that will just guide you because you get to just block out everything else and just focus on your why and that can just really carry you through. So I think being yourself, being consistent and knowing your why is such a beautiful thing to focus on when you're starting out. It's difficult. It comes with its challenges. You are the face of your brand and that can be really mind-fucky sometimes. But ultimately, if it's something you want to do, go for it because people are going to judge you whether you're working a nine-to-five or whether you're an influencer. So you might as well do what you want and then you can end up having a massive following and your whole life changed like Michaela like I feel like you know I remember when you were given your first Gymshark packages and you posted yeah. on YouTube and I was just like oh my god queen like it was just so great and then you were invited to the Whitney Simmons Gymshark event oh which, like, my god bring me I'm back. sure you shit your pants but like How did that feel? Like, how does those opportunities to collaborate with like your dream brands and just be living inside of your manifestations feel? I was like on the air. So actually, this is funny. I'm literally just going to take you back to like my thought process and everything. So this was June. Okay. I had just went to Florida for a wedding. My best friend got married and 
I had the best time of my freaking life. Like when I tell you guys I was living it the fuck up there, I was like, I need to move here. And I'm still planning on moving there. We'll get into that later. And I met some amazing people. And I just, I was having the best freaking time. It was what I needed to get away from my apartment, the loneliness that I was kind of suffering through. And I was just surrounded by all of this like negative energy and because of my breakup. So when I was, you know, way traveling. That was the first time I was like traveling on my own. Well, I I'd went to California earlier in the year to see some friends, but it was like my first trip, like huge long trip to Florida by myself. I was so freaking excited. And I had already gotten asked by Gymshark. They had reached out to me before I went to Florida if I wanted to work with them for the Whitney Simmons launch. And I absolutely died inside because I was like, there's no way they're asking me to do this right now where I'm literally, when I'm literally heartbroken. And, but you know what? It is what it is. We're just going to live it up. I'm going to put my heartbreak on the back burner essentially is what I said. I was like, I know this is like, I need to do this. Like I need to do this. So went to Florida came back, got my Whitney package. I was I was grinding, okay? I had started my coaching business, so I was already taking on clients. I was, you know, whatever, working with Gymshark. I was doing my best to put out the best. And then on my flight back, they had asked me if I wanted to come to California like five days later to come to the Whitney event. And I literally screamed and I was like, there is just no way that this is happening right now. So get home, trying to prepare for this trip, get all my, you know, deliverables out for, you know, Gymshark promoting the Whitney launch and everything like that. And the whole plane ride there, I was like, shaking. I was so nervous. I me I was with my friends Maddie and Dutes and we were literally like on the way to the Whitney event. We were like guys, no, we can't. We can't like we're just like we were freaking out because these people like we were going to meet Libby who right. all Icon. three of us. Yes. My sister and I fucking love Libby. Libby, if for some reason you're listening to this, I love you so much. <laughs> oh, like we we love Libby. I've gotten ever since I met her at the event. Like we follow each other. I, we FaceTimed before. Yes, she's an amazing, amazing lady. So I hope she tunes into this. I have a feeling she will. And you're meeting Whitney Simmons. I just want to completely strip down and fangirl here for a second. Like, please tell me what it was like to meet Whitney fucking Simmons. Oh, please. Listen, listen right (laughs) now. So first thing starts, Livy or not Livy. Sorry. Well, yes, Livy too. But Whitney, obviously she's an icon. Whitney has just always been someone who I've watched and been like, I feel like, like I relate to her on a different level. Just the way that she is, I'm like, it's like, this is just so weird because we're very, I just felt so similar to her. I'm like, a lot of things she does, I also do. And it's just like, I don't know. And I always blamed it on our signs. I was like, we're a day apart. Well, not like a day apart. She's older than me, but her birthday is a day before mine. We're both Pisces. A lot of the things she would talk about in her YouTube videos, I could always relate to her. Like, I was just like, this is weird. Like, I can relate, like, I've never related to an influencer as much as Whitney in my entire life. 
I literally, I remember we, we got out of our Uber and we saw Whitney, we saw her and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the, fuck? the way I dropped dead on the sidewalk. Oh, I was like, we we're looking at her. I was like, wow, she's much shorter in person. Really? <laughs> yes. She's shorter in person. I, I expect she's like a little bit taller than me and I'm short. Like I'm short girly. So when I saw her, we were like, we were freaking out, but we didn't want Also, I do want to say we went to the last time on purpose so that we could get more like close time with the athletes. Like we were a little selfish. Um, And we did. We hung out with Libby the whole time. And it was just fun because it's like you meet these people and they're just so ordinary. Like they're so much like you. You're like, oh my God, like you're normal, you know, in, in a good way. Because a lot of times you'll look at these influencers and you'll be like, oh my God, like you you feel almost scared to talk to them but they were so welcoming and like made everybody feel so welcomed and they took the time to talk to literally everyone and it was just so like i don't even know we we just like talked to them casually it was it was all athletes like there was no it wasn't like open to the community it was all like athletes yeah. so it was an exclusive event it was an exclusive event and honestly there there's a reason why I'm not asking you like what were they actually like because I already know that that is what Libby is like oh I already know that that is what Whitney Simmons is like like I don't have to ask you. oh yeah Whitney was so chill like ch- chillest of chill she was like wow she saw us and because we were like oh and she's like, guys, I'm so normal. And we're like, hello, your majesty. Um, so incredible. That's the thing is you felt so normal around her. She made you feel like a friend. She made you feel like just so special. I don't even oh, know. And we gosh. like, it was, it was amazing. And same with Libby. Libby's also shorter in person than I thought. No. I thought she was going to be way. Yes. She's tall. She's a tall girly. Like, don't get me wrong. Lib Lib is all legs, but she is like way shorter than I thought. I thought she was going to be towering over me. And I know that she'll probably be listening to this and be like, bitch, I do tower over you. She does. However, I expected her to be way taller. And I don't know. That's just, that's just my take. Do you know who would tower over you? Who? Me. You? How tall are you? Guess. Are you 5'11"? I'm 6'1". <gasps> Stop it. What? I would have never have guessed. Are you five? Four. You are? Five, four. Yes, I'm a shorty. Nobody believes me when I tell them that. They're like, what the fuck? I could reach things for you from the top shelf. I could really be of service to you. You could. This is, oh my gosh, no. See, and that's the thing. Being short, it's made it easier for me my dating life because I don't need like a tall king. I actually really dig the short kings. Um, so yeah, it's always like really worked out for me because I'm always shorter. So I'm like, as long as I'm shorter than you, it's fine. <laughs> so, but yeah. So anyways, but yeah, it was just, it was a magical. It was such a joy, like to see you at the Whitney Simmons event. Like it was just like to see someone that you followed for so long and to see a Canadian girl like in California at a Whitney Simmons event. I know. I, I think I was the, I was the only Canadian there like affiliate yes and I was like anything is possible like period Mm -hmm. like look at my girl out there just thriving I don't know any other Canadians that went to that event like I'm pretty sure I was the only one and like let me just say that event was set up so beautifully too like they truly did our POCs made 
the most of the most effort to make sure that we felt included and comfortable. And like, again, they didn't even have to because the athletes were so invested in getting to know about us. And we're like, shut up. Like, we want to hear about you, even though we watch you 24 seven. But they were like, no, tell me about you. And like, Libby was someone that I really connected with that day. I feel like we all did. Like, she's just, like I said, I could talk about them all day. Like, truly just love them. Um, But yeah, left there with like her number. And now it's just like, we're just, we're friends. We're chilling. And I'm like, I can't believe like when Whitney followed me on Instagram, uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, I, I passed away, simply passed away. I was like, nope. There's no way. This is Abs- it. Nope. When yeah. Libby followed me, the like this was before the event. I had already passed away. I and then Whitney followed me. Peak. I was like, I am like, I've passed away again. Like I've I've risen out of my casket and I am now dead again. And I just I love seeing people that are so likable and are so hardworking and are so deserving getting to live their manifestations out and to see you included in that with all those girls that I really look up to and I love following and despite anything I've been going through in my life there's been people that I've had to unfollow or I've kind of just like felt less connected to them based on certain things and those those girls that we're mentioning are have always been like tried and true so to see you connecting with them and see you going to events with them I'm just like it makes sense like your personality in that concoction just makes a lot of sense I think to a lot of people so I've loved seeing it and I do want to talk about, because you said you have placed some boundaries in place. So obviously mm-hmm. I, the human I am, cannot even imagine what it would be like to post a video and know that you have like 600,000 eyes on you. Like between your YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, you have closer to a million followers. So you have grown your community to such a size and it's just getting bigger. So what are some of the boundaries that you have put in place and how do you just protect your energy when your life is online for so many people to see? Um, okay. So this is a hard one because this is something that I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, like I, Every like so it was harder at the beginning because I felt more pressured to post and whatnot. Like I still have days where I feel guilty. Ever since I started my coaching business and I didn't like fully rely on social media, is when I kind of like really started to put boundaries set in place. Cause I'm like, okay, I feel like I really need to like be open and stuff on my social media. Because here's the thing: like you look at Libby. And Whitney, I'm going to use them as references again. I will always because I love them so much and look up to them and bless their souls. They, you know, have opened up a lot on social media, including Libby. And I think Libby's backstory, also, I just want to throw it in there, really spoke to me. And I think that's why I can, like, we follow people that we relate to at the end of the day. So me following Whitney, me following Libby, those two people, I just really... felt like I connected with. Like even though before they didn't even know who I was, I was like, I feel like we're the same person. I feel like as much as our upbringings are all very different and like we're different in so many different ways, I just feel like I connected with them in ways that I've never been able to make connections in like my real life. So anyways, it's like you follow people because it's like you relate to them and you want to feel like you can relate to someone. And So for me, it was important to me that I was true to my audience and I wanted to say like, hey, you know, I know it seems like my life's 
beautiful and perfect all the time, but that's not the case. I did it because I want people to know that like we can relate to each other to some degree. And it got to the point, kind of like I had mentioned before, that well, people start asking a lot of questions and people start formulating their own idea of things. And, you know, there's awful websites out there that people make of influencers and they bash them and some of which I am on. Yep. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I did actually come across it not like probably a year ago and it absolutely broke me. Like I was like seeing that people take the time out of their day to, to hide behind anonymous accounts to bash influencers. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Wow. This is real. I am straight up in the public eye. I need to be careful what I do. And it's not nor it's not per se filtering what I say or filtering what I do. It's more so just doing things to protect myself and the people that I love in my life. So it's just, it's been a struggle, honestly, because I'm still trying to figure out like what to share and what not to share. However, at the end of the day, I look at it as if you know me, if you've been following me, you will know that I am very real. I try to be as like true and honest as I can, especially on my Instagram stories. Like if you are a story watcher, you know that I open up on there. Okay. It's a FaceTime experience. It's a FaceTime experience for sure. I love it. Yeah. So I try to be as open as I can, but in terms of setting boundaries, it's kind of, I've been working with my therapist on this because I've been in like hardcore therapy, weekly therapy since August now. Love this. Thank you for speaking on this, Queen. So important. I love therapy. Yep. And I actually had some bad experiences with therapy before, which is why- Me too. Yep. I did not want to go. And then I was finally convinced by a really good friend that I needed to go. I've been in weekly therapy and we've really been working on this. And it's more so just creating, like making my page a safe space. So- for example, my TikTok is a very safe, safe space for some. I don't want to speak. Safest. Yeah, I don't want to speak for other people, but I have heard. I'll do it then. <laughs> I've heard from all the comments that I see on my TikTok, the most one that I see is that they feel safe here. Yeah. And my number one goal is to make my social media platforms seem warm and inviting. Like I want you to I want you to thrive with me on there, you know? So, I think like just trying to obviously like create a safe space, be open, but also keep my feelings, stop putting them on the back burner. Cause that's what I was doing for so long. I was just like putting my feelings on the back burner, not caring about my mental health or anything and just doing things because I felt like I had to. And now these past like two months, I've been doing such a good job with posting on my time, doing things on my time, being like, you know what? I'm too freaking tired to edit a YouTube video. I don't want to. Or just simply normalizing, not wanting to do something because I had so much other stuff going on. And I just, it's been getting comfortable with the uncomfortable for me and my OCD. That's been a huge thing. I really struggle with like hardcore OCD and ADHD. And I have been working really hard to break some habits of feeling as like I need to post and do certain things for for social media. So it's a work in progress. I'm still learning, um, but I've been really just focusing solely on doing what I want to do when I want to do it while also still being disciplined, right? Like I still like, I still have tasks that I need to do every single day. However, it's 
more so like on my time and if I'm in a safe headspace to do those things because if I'm not, I'm not going to perform well. I'm not going to do well. This past week was a great example. I am so burnt out right now as we speak. I am like probably the most burnt out that I've ever been and I haven't been able to stop because it's Black Friday and I'm trying to get all the info out to all my people and you know do the most and it's hard. It's hard freaking work. So now that it's basically done and I'm going to Florida, I think hopefully in like a week, I'm just going to chill. And as of right now, I literally woke up this morning. I was like, I don't care about anything. I am just doing me today. I'm doing me today after the podcast. I'm going to relax. Yes, girl. I'm going to chill. I have two programs that I have to make up for some girlies that just joined me. And that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to chill the fuck out. You got to watch that Marvel movie. Yes, I need to watch the Marvel movie. Yes. So that's my plan. And that kind of answered your question, but... It absolutely did. (laughs) Okay, good. It's a journey because when you are the face of your business, of your brand, you don't really have work hours. You're just grinding. You're always feeling like you need to be doing something. And then it gets to a place where it's like you have to respect yourself and you have to be a good boss to yourself. Like, And there's something to be said. I'm really big into energy. So if I'm creating something for someone or if I'm creating something for social media and the energy I'm putting into it is forced and I'm exhausted and I don't really want to be doing it, I honestly feel that that can be felt. So I would rather just do it when I'm in a good mindset and put it off until the next day, if possible, and put clean energy into it so that can be felt by my audience and by my clients. That's how I view things. And I think getting to that place is so beautiful. So it's, it's ebbs and flows, but I honestly feel that you're doing such a great job being consistent while also respecting your mental health. And it's just, we all have to grow and learn because it's a crazy world out there. This is still new, relatively new, like having social media be your full-time employment. So it's just learning as we go. So I want to, I've, as I told you before, I have a special surprise for the end of the podcast, but my last question for you, it's just like an, you to talk about like your big dreams and plans for the future, like the future of your career, platform, life. Like where do you see yourself five to 10 years? What are some things that we can expect to come from <sighs> Miss Michaela Marie? Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to get, uh, hopefully my gym crush isn't listening to this podcast. Cause like I'm going, this is just so funny because I'm literally like going to go in deep, like raw dogging it, just like what's on the front of my mind. Um, <laughs> but I am, I don't even really know. I know that I want to move. I don't want to, I know that Kelowna is not my place. And I know that I want to move away. I feel like, I don't know if Florida is like my place, but I know that I think I want to be on the, like out east. So somewhere warm, preferably, but whatever happens, happens. So that's, I definitely see myself not living here. Um, I have nothing tying me here. There's nothing, like literally nothing. So that's kind of my, you know, plan that way. Plan on marrying my gym crush. Love that. Yes. In 10 years, we will be married. (laughs) 
Right. No, it's just yes. I look forward to seeing one. That. Will, one will dream. He's my Instagram gym crush. Okay, so it's not like I haven't met him in person. Hopefully, I will meet him in person. But I don't even really know him. But yes, yeah, so let's clarify for your loyal followers that she is not talking about her married gym crush that she talks about on TikTok. She is talking about a different person. Yes, not my married gym crush. I actually did talk to my married gym crush in the gym, and and his wife, and Excellent. his wife. Yes, they both follow me. They both follow me mm. on TikTok. And I, <laughs> this was actually so funny. I've not told anybody about this, but they were so funny because I told him, like, he was like, oh, I've seen you on TikTok. My wife loves you. And I was like, this is hilarious. Anyways, I realized that when I had, like, said on, I was either on TikTok or my story, I don't even remember anymore, when I was like, oh, yeah, my gym crush is, like, literally married. I was like, wait, he follows me. He probably saw that. So I am just, I was howling after I posted that because I was like, well, it's fine. Exposed myself. He probably wouldn't assume that it was about him unless, I feel like it's kind of egotistical to just automatically assume that someone's talking about you. So I feel you're safe. Exactly. Right? That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, whatever. Anyway, so I have an Instagram gym crush and I'm just like, I'm a Pisces. Okay. We have very creative minds. So I'm the type of person to be like, I don't even know this guy, but I'm going to marry him one day. You get. <laughs> so we're going to move. We're going to hopefully find our soulmate, a man that is good enough for us and deserving of us. Yeah. But either way, I'm joking. Like whoever I, I hope to be married in 10 years, that's like a, a goal. But if not, like that's fine too. I don't want to say that though, because I am a hopeless romantic and I love love. So hopefully eventually. But at the same time right now, I am just really, I'm doing really well. Like I'm getting comfortable with, I'm comfortable with being alone. It's, you can't always just like be comfortable with it. But anyways, so yeah, I guess moving, hopefully meeting someone and in terms of like, you know, social media and whatnot, hopefully I'm maybe sponsored by a really cool brand that I absolutely love. Mm. Um, Or maybe I've started my own. I don't know. Who knows? I don't plan on starting my own brand, but you never know. Um, And yeah, I think maybe hopefully by then I have like my coaching business maybe is like doubled in size and I have people maybe working for me. Who knows? So yeah, I think that that's kind of like I love that my big my my whole like goals and dreams. And I had to mention like relationship stuff and like boyfriends and hopefully you know whatever my gym crushes because I talk about them all the time. And you would not believe how many DMs I get of people being like, "Spell your gym crush. I want to know who is your Instagram." I'm like, I'm not telling you because I'm not doing him like that. Thank you. No one knows. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you're not getting that tea on this podcast. People will find out eventually because we do talk. I will say that. I know I'm going to ask you once we stop recording, so. (laughs) Yes, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we stop. So are you ready to play a fun game? Yes. No, not really. I'm scared. We, you should be. So we are going to play Smash, Marry, Kill Fitness Edition. Yes! I love this. You're not going to love, love, I made them difficult, so I want you to be ready. Okay, we're going to start off. I'm really sorry for this one. I actually do feel kind of bad about this one. God damn it. Smash, Mary kill. So the first one is Gymshark, Alphalete, Owner Active. Are you – Nar babes, you're joking. You're not actually joking right now. Like, you're you're joking. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Okay. Smash, Mary kill. 
Dude. Okay. Um, let me think about this. Smash on or active. Mm, yes. Smash on or active. Mary. Elfly. And kill Gymshark. And I need to. You heard it here first, folks. I need to back this up. Only in this season of my life, I've just really been vibing with Elfly and Honor Active. Right. It's just what I've been reaching for more. I feel like it really depends on like, and me not even trying to like justify my answers. It's just me being honest. Like with Gymshark, I reach like their loungewear has been is like my be all end all. But yeah. in the gym, making my ass look fat, Honor Active and Elfly has been saving grace. Like. Honor Active makes your ass look so fat. It's a blessing to my eyes because you only show your backside, so I get to see it all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. For context, there was a guy that tried to drag Michaela down by saying that oh, she yeah. only shows her backside, which is not true, but he was just a little dog. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, if you know, you know. I did make a TikTok about it. If you know, you know. Like, that, you know, he got a lot of backlash on that, and I actually kind of felt- He deleted but- it. He did delete it. and But you know what? There was not one person who was disrespectful in his comment section towards him. All of my followers, which thank you guys so freaking much if you're tuning in, all of my followers attacked with grace, I will say. And I have- Queen shit. Yeah. I have 90%. I think it's like 91% female followers on TikTok. My male followers, like whatever, 9% of them, came for that man. Let me just tell you, they came for him. Oh, yes. And I just, Mm. I was like, my audience really like showed when I posted. I was in there. I was in that comment section. I responded. I ended up responding to the TikTok because I was like, okay, you know what? This is getting out of hand. Some of the comments were really mean towards me too, specifically like some of like the men, like being woman haters. I was like, okay. Um, so I had to respond and make light out of it because I didn't care. I did not. I honestly didn't care. I was like, I don't care that you think that I do it to get views. Like, I really don't care. I have a nice butt. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Absolutely. Yes. So I d- love but, to hear you say that, Queen. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to respond because it's funny. I'm making light out of it. And it wasn't even like that. It wasn't even that bad. So it was so funny. Your response, I cried. <laughs> and then everyone in the comments, there, everyone was so supportive. No one was mean towards him whatsoever. I mean, people did maybe make fun of him a little bit, but I mean, given he was also directly attacking me. So, anyways, that is not something I would ever normally touch on. I would never normally like respond to that kind of thing, but it just felt right when I found the sound, and I was like, you know, this just is so fitting. I support you. Do you want to do another Smash, Mary Kill with a brand or would you like me to move on to another one? We do have four today, folks. So we've done one out of four. You know, it's all love with all those brands. Yes. Just so you guys know, those are my top three, top three people. Guys, and I know that that's why I put them all together because I was trying to be rude. And so yeah, that's the thing is they're all coming out with such different things right now. So yes. that's the thing. Like, Two months ago, I was still for Gymshark. I was like, Gymshark, yeah. hardcore. A month ago, Depending I was- Depending on the season. Yep. I was all like, for Honor Active. It really depends. Yep. month ago, I was for Honor Active, and now I'm for Alphalete. Next month, I'll probably be for Gymshark again. Like, I equally do love them all. But yeah. So anyways, we can continue. We'll stick with brands. So now we'll do Smash, Mary Kill, 
TFL navigation vitality. Okay, this one's easy. Um, Mary TLF. Love my TLF. Absolutely love. Um, smash vitality. Mm. Kill navigation. Love no, that. Yep. Not really a navigation girly. I do have some of their stuff and gives me such bad camel. Nothing gives me bad camel mm, like no. navigation. So I'm sorry, navigation. That's why I did not include Lululemon in this because I know that you don't like Lululemon we don't, because we, the front seam. Yeah, so. the front seam, absolutely yes. not. It has to go. No. Thanks. Nor no, babes. No, Nor babes. <laughs> okay. Smash, Mary kill, creatine, pre-workout, greens. Oh, okay. Um, Mary creatine. Always. Always here for the dumpy gains. Smash greens. Mm. kill per workout because I was right about your answer yep my crackhead energy can get through a workout any day I'm like full-on ADHD mode all the time like I can thrive off like three hours of sleep I'm not joking if you have ADHD you know what I mean like if you don't if you know you know if you know you know if you don't have ADHD then you don't get it but if you do if you are a true (laughs) truly diagnosed ADHD it's just normal we don't actually need as much sleep as the normal human being yeah we actually don't because our minds are so active all the time so superpower yes are you ready for your last one no I'm not I don't know. I don't know your answer for this one, but I feel like I could guess. Okay. Smash, Mary kill, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, shit. Oh, so shit. Weird. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, this is hard. Okay. Kill YouTube. I'm sorry, YouTube. I love my YouTube family, and that's, like, my really close – like, the people who watch my YouTube are, like, the people who are, like, really, you know – you know what I mean? They're my close people. But I thrive with Instagram and TikTok right now. Like I've just really been loving them. Um, I'm going to have to say smash Instagram and then marry TikTok because not even because I have more of a following on TikTok, like that's not it at all. But on TikTok, I feel like I can post literally anything. Like feel the same way. Yes, I have like there's a lot of judgmental people on TikTok. However, I just feel like I get the most creative on TikTok yeah. and I can be more myself and you get to see more of me on TikTok than any of my other social media platforms. So that is why I choose TikTok. There's definitely more authenticity rather than curation on TikTok and that's why I love it. And I'm just it's my preferred platform it's where I spend more of my time as a consumer because I enjoy the transparency that I feel is so alive and well on TikTok versus Instagram's very perfection and sometimes just not as relatable so I'm not surprised that that was your answer how did you feel about your smash Mary kill experience it was traumatizing but so good um I do want to say TikTok also is becoming a literal search engine. It is a search engine. My boyfriend laughed at me when I said that. Why would I Google something when I could just watch a 15-second video? It's actually – it's funny because TikTok and Google are actually competing right now. So it was TikTok and Instagram for a long time. Now TikTok is directly competing with Google and YouTube, and it's hilarious to me. It is hilarious to me. Anyway. (laughs) If I have a question, I just type it into my TikTok search engine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You see a face behind the answer. It just seems much more personable. I like it. Unbelievable. 
words. <laughs> well, this has been such an incredible conversation. I'm very thankful for your time and just for your willingness to share and just be such an active participant in this conversation. This was so much fun. I also wanted to ask you if it would be okay with you if we shared the GoFundMe link for your family in the show notes. Of course. Um, Okay. If anyone feels called during this, especially during this time of, of giving and Christmas is such a difficult time, but it can also be such a joyous time that's really centered in generosity and love and family. So if you feel called to help out their situation, that would be much appreciated. And I will link that in the show notes below, but it was such a gift to have you on. You are such a queen. You are everything I expected you to be and more. And I'm just really thankful that you came on. Just let people know where they can hang out with you and find you. They've become obsessed with you through listening to this podcast duh so just let them know your handles and how they can get in your world well thank you so much for having me on here I it was truly like the best experience I was so nervous coming on and you made me feel so comfortable so I want to say thank you to you and your listeners for tuning in and taking the time um but you can find me on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, just Michaela Marie, M-A-K-A-Y-L-A. Is that how you, is that how, is that my handle? I don't even know my handle. (laughs) Yes, I'm pretty sure it is, but regardless, I will link it down below, but it definitely, it's two A's. Michaela with two A's, Marie, and I will link her Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube below as well as the GoFundMe. Everything will be there for you guys. And she is such a incredible, hilarious, personable, helpful person to follow. So definitely worth the ad on your feed. And yeah, you'll get to experience a lot of the accents and hilarious things that we get to to watch on a daily basis. We do lots of uh, accents yes. and they're as much as I get, you know, told that they're not good. It's fine. I do it for my own comedy. It's fine. I also, I also want to say so many people are like, why do you have the extra A at the end of like, cause it's Michaela Marie and people are like, this is so weird. Like, why do you have the extra A? It's because my last name is actually Alexander. So that's why I put the extra A and Michaela Marie was taken. So I was like, this just makes sense. So anyways, cause I get that question all the time. People are like, why don't you just have it as Michaela Marie? Like, this is so confusing to find you. Yeah, I can see why that's so upsetting for people that you have an extra A in your handle. That seems like such a hardship. <laughs> I have a very sensitive audience in the yes. best way. Love them all so much. But some <laughs> people are just triggered by the fact that I have an extra A in my username. So that's that. Thought I would clear that up Here's here. The yeah, you've Here's heard it here. the well this is honestly so incredible so thank you again for coming on and of course give Michaela a follow I mean if you're here and you're listening you probably do already but please show her some love and if you enjoyed this just share it on your stories tag Michaela and I this was so much fun thank you guys for being here for the last hour and a half this was the longest podcast today and the best so thank you so much and we will see you guys soon bye, bye.